Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation. So I am your host of the dark forest. Dork, 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 dork. I have this to say. Uh, about the Dork Forest. These are the websites. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, Family Pet Ancestry sends you to JackieCation.com because I like a joke. Anyway, those are them. You can listen to the show on iTunes or some sort of device that you've downloaded it to, or you can listen to it on JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. You can email me at Jackie at JackieCation.com. If you want to say anything about the show, there's a Facebook Ranger page. I think it's called Dork Forest Rangers. And you just have to ask to join, and me or the woman who set it up will uh, approve you, and then we'll find out that you really want to talk about shoes. Anyway... <laughs> So, other than that, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the song you just heard with his wife, Sarah Cohen. Mike will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on my website, JackieCation.com. JackieCation.com has, in addition to what Dork Forest has, which is a player and a donation button, it also has all of my stand-up information and all the merch that you might want for the Dork Forest. There's a, a schedule page. The next week, I think I'm in Los Angeles. And then I'm on the road with Brian Regan and Maria in California. Very exciting. And, but there is, so that's on the schedule page. There's a merch page, a store page, where if you want a t-shirt, all union made here in the United States, includes shipping, I think. International might add five bucks. And, there's a Dork Forest t-shirt, a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and then there's a t-shirt from a stand-up special. Last album. This will make an excellent Horcrux. You can get albums. You can get DVD. And everything's available if you just want to stream it or get it from iTunes or Amazon electronically. But if you like a hard copy, that's where you get it. And I'll sign it. You just have to click the button or email me. What else? Oh, Bandcamp has premium episodes. I think it's the dorkforest.bandcamp.com. There are essentially eight or ten episodes that I did live that cost me some, some money. So I pass that non-savings on to you, I guess. Uh, and they're two bucks a pop. And then there's also a storytelling album that I'm sort of compiling of stories that I tell. So, and that's a dollar, I think. So, long, convoluted, but let's get into the show already. Thank you. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room in Van Nuys, California. I am sitting here with comic fellow podcaster and all-around good egg, Lana Turner. Aw, thanks. You're a good egg, too. Uh, And it's L-A-H-N-A. Uh-huh. T-U-R-N-E-R. Yes. Dot com, of course, at Lana Turner with the H. Now, people are going to want to know the name. Did your parents name you Lana Turner? Yes. There you go. Yeah, but thankfully there's an H in it, so it doesn't spell anal backwards. Oh, that is ideal. Yeah. Uh, and then well, I, I was thinking about the old actress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I can also have my own IMBD and all that stuff because of the H. Oh, nice. Because she was Lana, L-A-N-A. Oh, that's so, right. So yeah. little different. You. Little different. But so. yeah, they were a fan of hers, but I was born in a small town in Canada and nobody really knew much about. So they, they threw the H in. I was named after Jackie Kennedy. So I mean. Were you really? Not, yeah. And there's absolutely, it's not like my parents knew the Kennedys. I think it was just the 60s. Because your last name's kind of it's Cation. It's Armenian. Kennedy Cation. No, no. I think uh, my uh, my mother was just a big fan of. I think I. You know, my mother passed away when I was very little, but uh, I think she was a feminist. 
even though she was probably a feminist. I mean, she was just probably inspired by by Jackie Kennedy because of how powerful she, you know, she was a she was a together adult woman in a political sphere and she wasn't she was, you know, she was no Eleanor Roosevelt, but she was a pretty cool lady. I wonder if there weren't a lot of Jackies that came out of that. I think there yeah. were a lot. The, I keep I meeting so them. Yeah, yeah, I keep meeting them. And so there you go. So Lana Turner, uh, we, well, okay, let's first of all tell people that LanaTurner.com, and then you'll probably have a YouTube page attached to that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. For this in September, because you're going to do a bunch of music videos, including a, a regular yes. like music <laughs> video parody. All right, so not so yeah. much a parody, but more like, I, I'm, this is my project right now. I've been working on it for a few months. I, there you go. I, I, um, I'm a comedy music act, and I... Mm-hmm wrote a lot of songs this year about, you know, it's amazing, Jackie. Like, I, I've been doing comedy a long time, but it's been the most painful year of my life. Um, oh. My marriage fell apart this year. Right. And I have I'm written... I'm so sorry for that. So. It sucks. It yeah. just fucking... It's the, okay, I can curse, right? It just yeah. it fucking, fucking, fucking sucks. And I loved him and still love him, and it's just bullshit. But anyways, like, the whole thing stimulated the best comedy I've ever written. I mean, it just, it took all those years of experience. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so sorry to laugh. And yeah. yet it's so it true makes sense. though, right? Yes. I, well, you know, I, I mean, you have like incidences and things from your life that you drew on that made you a comic in the first place, but to have like immediate, that kind of pain, like I had pain shooting through my body and it, and it manifested itself in some of the best stuff songs. you've ever written. Holy shit. Like I, it, <laughs> I can't believe it came out of me. Some right. Of the stuff. And I mean, it's killing in the clubs, and I had um, the opportunity to record it with a friend of mine who was one of the heads of Warner Brother Records. He's okay. A, and so he took what was my good stuff and made it brilliantly good. Because he's a professional. He's, a, he's the Turns best. Turns out he knows what he's doing. In the studio. And, I've recorded yeah. other albums as well in the past, but nothing that came out this good. So it's going to be an album, too. Yeah, well, it's, I'm going to release that, and I'm I'm making music videos, because nowadays... I feel like everybody's so used to getting content for free and, you know, if somebody wants to download off of iTunes, by all means, please do it. But I yeah. have no, like, expectation of making a ton of money that way. So it's my gift to, you know. Yeah. You know, I found out that my last album, which was out all, two years now, almost two and a half years, is this will make an excellent Horcrux, guys. <laughs> guys, you could go. You've already gone. Rangers now. And, uh, but it is on YouTube broken up into tracks uh-huh. that someone has just posted. Right. And not, not with your permission. Not with my permission. <laughs> but somebody wanted to hear one of the, one of the bits and I, I have the track somewhere, but I just went on YouTube and I was like, oh, this guy is pretty convenient. It's right there. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. Wow, that's nice. Well, and, and people don't have to buy it if they listen to it on Pandora or Spotify. But I was thinking yesterday, I was like, should I report this guy? Cause I don't know. Cause maybe he's a patent troll. Cause it, it, it's a name of a business. I don't know. Why don't we, we could not take up your hour discussing my weird legal <laughs> no. issues on, on YouTube. You know I think it's a question of what you want it for. See, for me, I'm, I want people to find me and, yeah. and love my stuff and then want to come see live shows and, and be yeah. my friend on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So that's my objective as well as just get this creative energy out of me because it's been so stuck. So I, you know, Beyonce did that uh, lemonade lemonade. That's right. It. About Jay-Z and, yep. and, and it was, it's an amazing, it's amazing. I'm not parroting it, right. but I am using what she did in, in a way. So I'm taking the 10 videos that I'm recording yeah. and weaving them together in my own version. And I'm calling it limeade. Oh, there so you go. It's oh, gonna, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's going to come out around September. And so I, it, I'll release the videos and snippets and I'll release the entire videos and then I'll release the entire. Are you going to call the album limeade? Cause that's a great name. I might, I haven't got the album title yeah, yet. Fair 
know. But the title of the mini movie will be Limeade. Okay. And it's hilarious. And I've got, you know, I feel like when you give like that energy to the universe, you say, I need something good to come out of all this shit. Yeah. And it's like, come back to me ninefold. I, I never would have wanted to compromise my relationship for professional success. I didn't for 17 years. I put no. my husband in front of me all the time, but now I'm just, I'm kind of enjoying like yeah, my do, own. Do little, your own thing. Yeah. Do your own thing. It's the first man. time really. And then sure. the podcast too. Like, yeah. Now your podcast is called the per- uh, perfect 10 mm-hmm. and I've been on it. You were wonderful on and it. And I never saw the video where you threw a pie in my face. Really? Yeah. You got to throw me that link because, okay. uh, your timing was perfect. It made me <laughs> laugh so hard. <laughs> you know what? I, I had an issue with getting some of those videos up on, on YouTube. Like they're on my Facebook page. So I need to go back through and pull them off of Facebook. I had somebody helping me with my social media. I'm doing it all myself now, right. which is another thing. I'm super empowered right now, Jackie. Like I have barbecued for the first time. Like you I have a grill. I have a grill. Is it gas or coal? It's gas. There but you go. I was terrified of barbecue grills. Like I'm just so girly. Okay. And so I, I for the first time a few months. I'm ago, lazy. That's why I don't like. Uh, <laughs> I don't like grilling. I make Andy do it. But here's I've never you, turned on a barbecue grill though as a woman. I'm, I'll tell you something. Or um, I've never. Turned on a barbecue. I've never turned on a gas grill, but just because we nobody's ever in my life has ever had a gas grill. We've oh. always had a, a, a briquette. Yeah, a charcoal grill. Which I think so, tastes better, right? I kind of like it. Kind of supposedly, point. yeah. I mean, gas grill. I have a gas stove. Right. I mean, I could just cook it in here <laughs> if you'd like and put some lines on it. But um, did you? What'd you cook? What'd you cook? So far, I've done um, I've done chicken legs twice and burgers twice. There you go. And um, I'm are you so having proud. people over? Just doing small, like sort of social like, events. Well, my kids mostly, and oh, they think go. mom's awesome. So there you go. That, who doesn't you know, love a grilled? How I, many kids you got? I have two, two yeah. um, boy and girl, a six-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl. And Sweet. Yeah, I'm really, I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm so blessed. But yeah, like those are things that I just feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to maintain my own social media as best as I can, and I'm going to grill meat, and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be, I'm going to wear all the hats because I'm a single mom now. Yeah, yeah. So what? um what else? Now let's talk dorkdom though. Dorkdom. Let's do, I'm, let's I feel go like to the I'm dorkdom. such a dork because I, I, I've kind of outgrown it like on the appearance part, but like, I feel like I've kind of come into myself, but I was the stinky smelly girl in junior high. Oh, interesting. Do you remember her? She, there uh, was yeah. Always yeah one. There was always one. There I, was always, also someone who had grown too fast. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I had and breasts too I, soon. That, right, right. Yeah. That was, uh, that was me. And then I was also very, very silent. I was, unless you made fun of me, and then I was very, very mean. So, really? Yeah, because, uh, I was, I, all we would do is read. So if you, if you decided to discuss, uh, to interrupt, uh, my silent, mournful sullenness. Oh, no. Uh, cause that's who I was. Cause that's, I mean, that, there's always, there's always that. So you, why did you smell, do you think? Well, as a child, well, before you, I would have been, I would have been friendly to you. I would have sat with you while you read and just been off. I wouldn't have so wanted you have, to. And you would have told me I, to get away. Yeah, I wouldn't. I sadly would not have <laughs> wanted. You'd have been like, I, I, I lost you smell. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't have said that. I would have just been like, I gotta go. I have no idea why this person, because I didn't have any idea what friendship was for a long time. And then, right. but then I figured it out and now I'm uh, very happy. So it's all working out for me. But well, why do you, why do you I, think you were the, uh, there's, you know, we, History kind of repeats itself in life, right? So I kind of have somebody who I married who checked out, and I think I was kind of checked out. Were you out raised on as by checked out people? Not entirely. No, I don't want to say that because my mom's a great person and a, and a sure. wonderful mom, but I, we moved, um, and 
I didn't have anybody to tell me how to shave my armpits or give me deodorant or shave my legs or any of that. Tell stuff. you to shower more often or change your clothes or. I, yeah, I just, I, it was, just... it wasn't so much the showering or the changing the clothes. It was the becoming a, like going from being a little girl to being a woman and needing somebody to take you aside and go, honey, you need to wear deodorant and give me a stick of deodorant and things oh, interesting. like, yeah. And Hey, you've got hairy armpits, like really hairy armpits now. And it's time to shave those. Here's how you do it. Yeah, my stepmother would never talk to me about that. I mean, the you thing just is, did it on your own. No, no, no. I just, uh, I always wear pants and shirts. So I didn't, I mean, I, I had to shower a lot, but I'm the youngest of six. So oh. she was constantly, and my brother stunk a lot more than I did because they were boys <laughs> yes. and they were 14. And so there's something about a 13, 14 year old young man who is going through hormonic. Right. They smell they, so bad. It's not their fault. And, uh, <laughs> so, but what I always think is funny is that uh, it would have been nice if Nancy Cation would have explained what an applicator was with a tampon. Oh, nobody because explained that to me either. I jammed the whole thing up myself <gasps> and, uh, it hurt. And so I used pads until college. You know what? I did that too. <laughs> I yeah, did the, there you uh, go. I stuck an applicator. Who, who, in, uh, who, who finally, did you get a book? What, no, did Margaret tell you? Did God tell just, you? Who yeah. told you? <laughs> Eventually my mom came around to it, but I mean, I was a new kid in a new school and I had the smelly pits and the hairy armpits and, mm-hmm. and she sent me to my cousin's bar mitzvah in a strapless dress. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah. Without, without any shaving or anything. No. And my other relatives were like, do they let you in on it? So they, they were, they were a little, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to necessarily in, in, get involved in your, you know, you don't want to piss off your family. Oh, do you feel like you don't want to I remember my grandmother yeah. taking me, my mother aside and trying to talk to her about it and this sort of like awkwardness and nothing happened. <laughs> it just, oh, it didn't yeah. help? No, no, not at that point. Eventually my mom sat me down and, and we took care of it. But were you it like was, 14 or 15 by that time? Yeah, I was probably, well, what grade? Let's see, we were seven, eighth grade maybe. Like Eighth grade was 13. So seventh, wait, so we moved from Canada six, so like seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's, yeah, that's, uh, so <laughs> that's um, pretty dorky. Yeah. It's, but I was thinking, um, the, the definition of the dork forest is what you enjoy a lot. And yes. Well, that's even better because yes, what you geek out on. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what you geek out on, what your dorkdom is, what, what you're a nerd about. Yes. And so I was like, well, what do you really like to do? And you said you like to travel. I love to travel. So where um, do you travel? All, I mean, you travel for stand-up right. all the time, but then you also travel for fun? Yeah, oh, as much as I can. This summer, I'm actually taking my kids to China for 10 days. China? Yes. Holy shit. I know. It's so exciting. Um, they've been learning Mandarin, and their school that they go to has a little program where- Are they Chinese? No. Okay. No, you know well, who no, their dad might, is. Right, no, no, but I, I thought they might have been adopted or something. No, no. But Because, you know, if you do adopt Chinese children- it's a kind of a nice thing to take them to China. Right. Bring them back and, and show them how good they have it here. Or see, to have them escaped. see what they also see Where people that from. look like them. Right. It would be really nice. It's like when you adopt black children, figure out how to fucking do their hair. Right. Uh, don't be an idiot. Uh, go, go to an inner city salon and go, hi, I'm super white. Right. Help me. Help me with this hair. Which yeah. by the way is in, uh, Lori Kilmartin's joke, how to be a shitty mom. Or it's, uh, it's a really funny book about, uh, and, and one of the chapters is about if you adopt a kid from another race. And uh, and so it's just crazy. But so where are you going in China? Just Shanghai and Beijing. Have you been? Never. You've so never I'm been? Have excited. you been to Asia? Yes. Have you been, uh, where have you been to Korea? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. For good USO stuff. Oh, you for stand up? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, that's I've done neat. a lot of the comedy USO, but like through stand up, I've gotten to go to 
you know, all the different. Right, right. But did you get to go out of, off the base yeah. and go get noodles and stuff? Or? Yeah. And see, in, in Japan, you see the, the banana lady. What's the banana lady? Have you ever done the, the US? Oh, no. The, oh, there's a woman, um, in, um, Okinawa. In Okinawa. Yes. Who does a show with a banana. And she's like kind Uh-oh. of famous. I think Doug Stanhope <laughs> did a, a bit about it. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. You're talking about a sex show. Yes. Where she, she, she shoots, shoots a, banana a banana out of her vagina. Yes. I've okay. seen the show. It's hilarious and, okay. and gross and sad all the same time. But it was really funny about that was I saw the show. Okay. And then when the, um, when the wave, the tidal wave, when it, yeah, the tsunami yep. hit, it hit Okinawa. And my first thought was like, I don't know anyone in Japan, but I was like, oh. <gasps> The banana lady. Right, right. Like, That's the only person okay. that you met. Yes. And, 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 well, any word? Really her. She, she, oh, right, she right. touched she, my head with a dollar, which made me feel like I was going to, like my whole body turned to stone. It was disgusting. <laughs> but like she walks around the room and like, who went the banana? And like walks right. around with a dollar and touched me on the head with it. I don't know right. why, but that's what she did. And, right. and then, but immediately my thought was, <gasps> Oh, but Anna, I hope she's okay. Right, right. Did you look her up? Did well, you I think check she's it? fine. I, I bet she's fine. She's, she's, if not, she just uh, got There's something really well about the banana douched. lady that makes it, uh, makes me think that she's going to survive most, yeah, m- most natural anything. disasters. She'll, she'll come through. Someone will protect the banana she's, lady. She's been doing that show for like, I think she passed the lineage. I think her daughter is now doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Like, so it's she a skill explained. set. It's a skill set that she passed on. <laughs> hilarious. I like it because you have to explain how to use like the kegels and the, and the actual, you're like, all right, so think of England and then right. take a left <laughs> and then that shoots the banana out. I've <laughs> never tried it personally. No, no, I don't know if I could do the show or not. If I, no. it was never in a pinch, I was like, I have to do this. I, I don't think I could shoot anything out of my vagina except for the things. Well, you've shot a couple of children out of your vagina. I have, that, but, uh, yes, that has happened. But that, so there, you could so, probably do, I don't think that it's something that anyone could not do. Which pro- well, think, it's a learned skill. I think it's a skill set. I don't know if it's learned or, you know, I think we all have the ability. Right. <laughs> we just have to sit down and actually put a banana to work. Right. To figure put it out. a banana to work. <laughs> I don't think. Fair enough. So, well, that was Okinawa. Yes. Anything else? You see anything else in Okinawa? Oh, uh, no. I, okay. How about Korea? What did you see in Korea? Um, Do you guys, they take you out to lunch? You go shopping and you like eat the bimbap and it's, it's, yeah, it just, Lots of shopping when I went because it was so cheap when we went the first time. The second time it was more expensive, but I don't know why. I think the dollar was weaker. Sure. And then uh, I love. Um, I mean, I love. I love Asian food. Yeah. Like if I have my choice of, I, did you go I, to Vietnam? I'm kind of Asian in a way. Like, did you go to Vietnam at all? Or? No, I haven't been to Vietnam yet. Or Laos or Cambodia? No, I okay. haven't. How about I, Thailand? Yes. You've been to Thailand. I've been to Thailand. That yeah. was for fun. That was. Oh, that was on vacation. Yes. Uh, were there more banana people? Did not. We went to the, what's that called? The Pat Pong, I think is what it's called, where there's like all these crazy shows and stuff, but we did not go into the show. I was with my soon-to-be ex. We were having a lot of fun dating, but he's very- You were just dating at the time? Yeah. Okay. And so he's- And he took you to Thailand on a date? We did a USO tour and then we went there after. Okay. Fun. Okay. And, but he doesn't travel well. He's- No, he's a big massive. guy. Massive. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I don't care to say his name, but like- my my husband's a comedian as well, so people can look him up. It's Ralphie May. He's a big yeah. fat fuck. Like he's a big guy, right? I don't right. say fat fuck with any meanness in my life. Right. It's just he's really fat. And he, at the time, he was like probably eight hundred pounds because he was really big. He hadn't had gastric bypass at that time. But so you guys went to yeah. Well, I, I, 
I don't necessarily want to talk about Ralph. I mean, no. you, you want to no, talk about Ralphie either, May, your dorkdom? I don't no, think so. No, not at all. So, but in the context yeah. of the traveling, because otherwise people are like, Because well, he's wait, a big guy. She's no. going to be like talking about being with a fat guy and like nobody really gets it unless I say, no, no, he's like really fat. So, um, and I loved him no matter what size. So I don't think it's a dorkdom. Um, but it was definitely like we went, he could not walk down the, he could not walk safely through areas like Pat Pong and because people, Because it was too crowded. And he, Drew a lot of attention okay. to himself because people aren't used to seeing huge guys, people that big. And what did uh, what happened? Um, he, he got scared. Like people were touching him a lot and grabbing him, and they were like, "What is that like?" Or something sort of yeah. like blonde people in Africa in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, like I, for a good example of that for me was I went to to India like before years wow. ago. Yeah, just okay. That, that was just for. Also, after college, I traveled. Um, I worked through college. I was a photographer. That's okay. something I really geek out on, too. I used to work as a professional photojournalist. And um, fortunately, I didn't have to pay for university. My parents took care of that. But right. I worked all the way through school. I wasn't a good student, but I loved shooting images. So I worked for, like, Associated Press and all kinds of, like, big – like I, Where'd you go to college? Um, shit schools in Texas. <laughs> Just, like well, – I shouldn't say shitty, but, like, um, you know, party did school. Did you go to university? Yes. What university it, did you graduate from? Did you graduate? It's now called Texas State, but it was – um, Southwest go. Texas when I went. Okay. So, so it's a state university in Texas. Yes. There we go. It's a party school. It was okay. fun. But I, I, so, so was the University of Wisconsin Madison, but I graduated. Right. So there you go. I got my degree, which is really the only, you know what the thing the degree did for me was I was able to temp when I got to LA. There you go. So that was like the big thing. I was able to make like 300 bucks a so week. So don't forget to graduate. Exactly. Uh, Cause then you get to temp and you don't have to work at Jamba Juice. Exactly. You can, uh, sit and answer phones and then be bad at that. Yes. And they'll move you along and then you'll go to a different place. And you can work your way up to doing what you want to do, which yeah. is. Uh, or just, you know, it'll, you can, you can do whatever you want when you're not temping. Right. Which is the ideal thing that we all want to do. But right. you've got to have a job because you don't want to be a burden on society. Exactly. Thank <laughs> so, you. I yeah. like that little speech. There you go. That's it. Feel free to sew it on a pillow, folks. <laughs> uh, Rangers know my opinion about gainful employment. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, important. Yeah. Well, I was able to be employed and, yeah. you know, but I, after I finished school, I, I, I'd saved up some money and I, I went overseas. So I went to Israel, Jordan, Egypt, India, and Nepal. Wow. And, uh. So did you go, and this is your 22, right? Or 21? When I was, and, so, yeah, like yeah, right so after graduating. Right after school, graduating. Probably 22, yeah. Yeah, so you're traveling. Now, are you on, are you backpacking? Sort of. Some of it? Yeah. And then some of it you're like sitting in a yurt and learning about Judaism? Well, it's a, it's called, um. You get an to go. Pan. And it's like, I lived on a kibbutz. Yeah, all, all Jews get to go to Israel and live at a kibbutz if they want to. If they want to. It's like a birthright thing. It's a birthright yeah, thing. It's and you're crazy. like, I'm off. Yeah. And you get, and that gets you to Israel. Uh huh. And then what did you, so. I spent five months on that, doing in that, that program. Yeah. Which was amazing. Um, it's like, you live in this weird little farmish kind of thing and I packed screws in boxes. Like they put you to work. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like little screws in boxes, like all day long. It was crazy. And then you study Hebrew, wow. which I wasn't very good at. That's they, my brother was in the Moonies for a year and a half. And, uh, they put him to work too. What is the Moonies? The Moonies is a cult. It's like Hare oh. Krishna, but it's uh, Reverend Sun Young Moon. You're, you're not familiar with the I, Moonies? I, it sounds it's, awful. Well, it's lovely. For a year, uh, he got out of it though. Yeah, yeah. We kidnapped him to program him. But, uh, the, the weird thing is, is <laughs> he, they put him to work in the, and he was, uh, they first they tried to have him selling granola 
at the airports and stuff like they did in the 70s. And then he wasn't very good at it because he wasn't making any money. And my family is a huge fan of a commission. So if he's going to be in a sales position. And uh, so then they had him in the fields. And we're also not really set up for real hard labor. So then they put him in the factory where he compiled stuff. And so that's what he, but they, they definitely find a job for you that you like did. Was everybody putting screws and stuff? No, no everybody had different, different jobs, right? Different jobs. But the, the, that particular kibbutz, there's like a lot of them all over Israel. Some of them are like, there's a really famous Yolkva tech one that does all the dairy for the country. And it's, Oh, neat. Yeah. Like you can get all. Di- so I was, you placed- can kind of learn. If about stuff, if yeah. you wanted to, yeah. Well, but they also do school, so they teach you about the this one that I did. They teach you about the history of the of the country, and and then you're supposed to learn the language. But I didn't do a very good job. You know, it's backwards, so, so I didn't do a good job with that. Oh, fair that enough. Backwards. Oh, because it's right to left yeah. instead of left to yeah, right. Yeah, that's sure. my excuse. Moshe Kasher was on the show, and a very very good episode of the Dork Forest where he his dorkdom was Judaism, and he went back and went to the beginning. And, uh, I got a lot of information about, it's a really great episode if you ever, oh, if you ever want to. To learn all about To Jews. learn about the Jews, you can listen to Moshe Kasher, who's very funny and yeah. very, uh, uh <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> so, learn. so you did five months of that, uh-huh. but then, then you could just go travel by yourself. Well, yeah, then I went, I, like I said, I'd saved up some cash while I was sure. in school. And so I went to Jordan and then Egypt. For a few weeks. And did then, you get to see the pyramids? I did. Did you ride a camel? I did. Holy crap. I rode a camel actually in Israel, not in... Before? Yes. Uh, for like five days. It was like a five-day camel adventure. Oh, they took you on a camel adventure? Yes. Did you go to the, the lake? The sea? The Dead Sea. <laughs> the Dead Sea. Did you go to that big lake that the Israelis yes. are around? Yeah. The, they love that sea. The, the Dead Sea thing. I actually... Nobody had warned me that you can't stay in the Dead Sea for more than a couple of minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I was in there bobbing around for like an hour. <laughs> you get really sick. Oh, do you? Yeah, because... Because it's, it's all salt? It, it's salt and pollution. It's the lowest point on Earth. Oh, so you're like floating in, in, yeah. gar- in hmm. and it drains your body of like all of its. Yes. All right. Because everybody was upset by the fact that it was salty. If you have any cuts or whatever, it can, oh, hurt, right. or it can hurt your, your vagina yeah, yeah. or whatever. It didn't bother me in that way. So I just hung out. It was awesome. I'm like, I'm, I'm. And buoyant. nobody yelled, hey, Lana, you might want to. Yeah. You're going to no? get sick. You're going to get sick if you don't get out of the yeah. weird, polluted, but very beautiful where we all vacation it's sea. It's called the Dead Sea. So if you stay in there too long, you might, you should have taken a hint. There's nothing like being 22. Right. And, uh, so I came out of that and vomited for like 12 hours straight. Fair but, enough. But it was worth it. And you got to it ride totally a camel it. on a five day camel trip. I got to ride a you camel. You didn't happen too. to see, uh, that city in Jordan, did you? Petra. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it. Fuck. It's fucking amazing. God, you gotta it. go. I know. Do that. Uh, Petra. I need to see Petra. It was, it was in the Lord Empire Strikes Back. No, it, uh, Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana Jones. It was in all of the movies that I've ever wanted. It's, no, it's just Indiana Jones. It's probably one of the coolest places I've ever been. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got to do, did you go on tours? Not at, not on that type of, for those, um, for that part of my journey, like when we were in Israel, it was sort of part of a tour. Yeah. I did a lot of adventuring on my own. I did some stupid adventuring even. I, I hitchhiked. Yeah, yeah. Which That'll is really be, dumb. Not, not bright. But, I did yeah. that through Italy. It wasn't smart. Anyway. I mean, I'm alive, but it was probably and the dumbest thing I've ever done. Every story that uh, ends, and then I wasn't killed, <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I was thinking of naming my autobiography that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I survived it. So, uh, yeah, it was a really dumb thing to do. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't great, but do whatever you want to do out there. You know, yeah. I mean, the thing is, live your life. Well, it was and, fun. It was an adventure, but like the, the Jordan and Egypt part of it, I did with another woman that I met on the kibbutz. And okay. she was. Oh, so you had a buddy? Yeah. 
So we traveled together. We had so much fun. We played tag and stuff at different, uh, you know, ran you around. Ran around and saw stuff. Yeah. And, and just yeah. like live life. And we were on low budget. So everything was super duper Youth cheap. hostels and sleeping on the roof of, a, yeah. 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 Stuff like that. That's, so. that's awesome. So you saw the pyramids. Uh huh. And, and, and obviously the Sphinx. Yeah, I did it like a, in Egypt was amazing because I did like, um, it's a felucca trip. It's a boat. I even remember this guy, Captain Ziggy was the captain of this little ship. It was a boat it, trip? Yeah, down the Nile. <gasps> so I just rode on this, on this felucca. What? It's a little boat and you sleep on the boat. Yeah. And you wake up with the sun coming up and yeah. And then you go into and town and see it. It pulls up to basically all the cool things. Shit to see is along the, the, Nile. the Nile. So you just get off the boat and then you're right there and you go pay your little bit of money and go walk, run around and yeah. yeah. Was, what was his name? Captain Ziggy. You think he's still working? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember it's Captain a, Ziggy. It was, a, he was pretty much high the whole time. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm sure he is. It's just, he's going up and down the Nile yeah, for, and how long was that trip? I think it was five nights. Or oh, was it co- like that. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. And it included lodging. Yeah. So it was did it include food or I, yeah, some yeah, food, food anyway? Yeah, it costs yeah. a little bit, but you know, you're, but when you go to one of the reasons why I decided to go to India, especially, is because I could be gone for a long time. I mean, from when when I was already in Israel, I was like, okay, I could go. I thought I'd go do Eurail. Yeah, which I still haven't seen a lot of Europe. Um, right. I'd, I I need to get on to that. But anyways, I so my original thought was, oh, go home, go do Europe. I could have afforded maybe three or four weeks in Europe. Yeah. But if I go India, Nepal, yeah. Jordan, Egypt, these places, I I, I, tr- I wanted to do Turkey and, you know, because yeah. you can go, you can go for a long time. I mean, India, I was able how to long, live for pennies a day. How long were you in, like, sort of, did you spend like a week or so in each of these countries? No, I spent months. Well, Jordan and Egypt was like three weeks. Okay. About five months in Israel. And then I spent about four months between India and Nepal. Okay. So you spent four months between India and Nepal. Yeah. So where did did you? So you saw the Taj Mahal. Yes. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the Taj Mahal. And, I know uh, it was really cool, but you know, I, I mean, the Taj Mahal is amazing. But for me, the Himalaya was what's up. Because okay. We, you know. So you went to the mountains. Yeah, and you know, a man, a man made man made the Taj Mahal. But when you when you're in the, I did a trek. In the Himalaya. Um, I did a couple things. Like, I, I, we did some mini treks and it's really funny. Like this. Did you go with this woman also? No. To- so I met another person on, um, At like a youth hostel or something. No. Well, you no? know, I had met this guy. He was, he was a sweet guy. I met him on the kibbutz and it happened to be that he was planning on, wa- he was wanting to take a trip. Okay. He was, um, he had gotten out of the army and he was, he grew up on, on the kibbutz. I think a neighboring kibbutz than the one that we were actually on, but there are, he knew everybody that right. I met. And so we were kind of paired up to fly to India together. Okay. And we landed in Delhi and then we kind of stayed together and went to the hotels and things like, you know, just started like, cause you know, it's a little scary. You just, I figured I'd meet up with other people and just go. But once we landed, he and I just stayed together just and stuck it out. Ended up well, I, dating, I, yeah. which was convenient. He was really handsome. Uh, sure. And really active. And you were 22 and, uh, you're traveling. So, yeah. uh, and the thing is, is I don't, I think it is better to travel with a buddy. You yes. know, I mean, oh, yeah. I always wanted to travel alone. I went to, um, I went to Italy alone by myself and this woman from Mexico, <laughs> very nice woman, not particularly actually, but, uh, she was like, you're not going to want to travel alone. I'm coming with you. And I was like, 
I didn't want to fight. Wait, you met her in the hostel? Yeah. Or? Yeah. No. Oh. And I met her in Florence. And then I was going to go to Naples because I'd always wanted to go to Naples because I had read a book uh-huh. uh, about pizza in Naples and, uh, and also about dirt bags. And I wanted to see, uh, cause there's supposed to be, it was supposed to be kind of, um, kind of dangerous. And I wanted to go look at that. Right. And she was like, we're not going to Naples. And, uh, so what we, the fuck? right, exactly. So we went to Rome and then, uh, she hooked up with a dude, but we got to see the Vatican. I would not have gotten to see the Vatican, okay. but I didn't get to tour the Coliseum, which is, I was a classics. I was almost a classics major. Allow me to, to correct. And, uh, but I love the, I love ancient history. And so, um, I ditched her in Greece and I went through Yugoslavia and she went back through Italy. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think it was, but it was in the in the long run, it was better. It was better that I traveled with somebody to some extent. It's all part of the experience, is the way I look at it. I mean, yeah. you can't do. I guess you can't do everything, and you got to leave a couple of stones unturned so you can go back yeah. and find out what what you missed. Well, that's the cool so, thing is going back to a place that, like, have you ever been back to India? No, I want to. Wouldn't it be cool to see what it looks like? You know, years later. It, yeah, I mean, you know. India taught me so, it was probably the most life changing thing I could have ever done because it it's so different than how we live here. Like this year for me was really shitty. Like I lost the person that I loved so much, and like my hopes and dreams for the future. I always thought like when you divorce somebody, it means that that you that the love dies and that changes, but the the your plans die. Well, yeah, and so that's really painful. But I sit there and I I feel a little. I'll have a pity party for maybe even a couple of days. And then I reflect on India and I think about this guy that I was traveling with Gil and I um, had a running joke because it, we made it, we, there's nothing else you could do, but make jokes. So we, we were in this one town and we would leave our little hotel and go on our day adventure. We were there for a week and every day we would walk past a woman and she was begging in the street. And I'd be like, Oh my God, she doesn't have a nose. She right. didn't. She had yeah. a hole, two holes where the skeleton would be for right. your nose, no cartilage over it. And he would go in his Israeli accent, he'd go, no, she has a nose. And I'd go, no, she doesn't. There's no nose. It's just right. two holes. And he'd go, there's a nose. And so we would, we would go back and forth with this until it became hilarious to us. So when, even when we left that town, we'd be just bored hanging out somewhere, like maybe eating dinner or like on a bus for hours. And I just look over and go, she has no nose. Yeah. And then he'd go, no, there's a nose. And we'd just crack ourselves up with this no nose. But the, cause it's so surreal. Like you're, you can't believe you're in a place where somebody doesn't have a nose. So no matter how bad life feels to me sometimes, okay. I have a nose. You have a nose. I, I should always have a nose. And Let I, me tell you something, Lana. <laughs> that woman? Yeah. She had a nose. Did she? No. There, there was no nose. No. She no. had her nose. She no, had her nose. No, I swear. There was, there was yeah. no nose. There's just a, like a little, like holes where her nose would have been. That's where her nose is. No. That's her nose. No, no, there was no nose. Me and Jackie. that guy, that, that Israeli guy, we have, we agree. No. No, there <laughs> was no them. nose. <laughs> no. You were looking for a flashy bit that would hold her nose. Yes. But, uh, She's got a nose. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you win. You win. You. Exactly. And Gil. Me and Gil. Yes. Gil, wherever you are, I'm sure you're listening to this. Yes. And, uh, so did you guys take trains? All over the place. That's what, that's yeah. how you get around. Buses right? and trains and elephants and. <gasps> you get yeah. around an elephant? Yes. I actually told this. I, th- I had th- forgotten all about this and my podcast uh, with, um, Nikki. Perfect Watts, 10. The Perfect 10 gets a little. Raunchy at times. Okay. And, uh, Nikki, Note to self and I and were everyone. talking about like the craziest place you'd ever 
given do it a hand job and Ooh, a hand job and that was Very on the back specific. of that elephant <laughs> on the back of that elephant <laughs> yes that's hilarious because you're like mm, are you bored i'm yeah. bored would you like a hand job in the in the jungle of nepal looking for a white uh, for a rhino Okay. And what else do you have to do? <laughs> the poor guy was staring at the elephant. <laughs> but I just, I forgot all about that until recently. But yeah, we, we were on all kinds. We were on um, rickshaws and, you know. Okay. Yeah. Like it's an adventure and yeah, yeah. it was a great time. That is cool. What What are the biggest cities? I, I only know. In India? Yeah. Bombay Mo- and, and Mumbai Delhi. And-, and I got really sick though. I mean, if you're going to go, um, oh, there's a couple of cool things I should tell you. But th- I got really sick in a city, Varanasi, which is a very famous city where you see the pictures of people putting their deceased family members into the Ganges. Oh, right, right. I got so sick there. I had to actually Did you go swimming in the Ganges? Please Good tell Lord, me you no. did not go swimming no, in the Ganges. It was the filthiest place. But I did go whitewater rafting in Nepal mm-hmm. on a river that was a tributary. It fed the Ganges. Off the Ganges? It's, it's above the Ganges. It's like um, oh, in the okay. mountains. Oh, okay. So it should not have been. It should not have been polluted except because it feeds the Ganges, the people in the mountains burn the bodies next to the river and bury their bodies under rocks. So there's like two different customs. So it's like a, it's a, it's a, tri- it's essentially more Ganges. It's more dead body Ganges. It's all dead bodies. But okay. It's, where I was, it was beautiful because you're up in the Himalaya, but still every day you are rafting. And then they still take them, you rafting. Yes. On, on the polluted it's dead like body. It's like a four point. Well, it wasn't, pol- yeah. I wouldn't say it was polluted, but what it is is that as you're rafting on this river every couple of hours or so, depending on how busy the, you know, the death is that day. Sure. You'll roll past either a body being burned next to the river. So you'll see a body on fire. Sure. And, or you'll smell a body, a body that decomposing. Has been, oh, okay. Cause next they've been to the river. Cause they've they, been buried under rocks. And, and the bodies will wash out. So if the, so you could, there, there was one day where I didn't see it, but there was a body like floating in the water next to it. Right. I luckily didn't see that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, you remove, that part of it, and that's cool in a way because you're seeing something you're never going to see here. Sure, but you're also in a beautiful place, floating on, yeah, and yeah. going over rapids, and that was a few days of the adventure. So yeah, that was really rad. Yeah, so. that's uh, so. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, that uh, Thailand and Nepal, and Nepal was the rafting. Yeah, and Nepal was also. <laughs> uh, if you really want me to go on about yeah. it, because I'm geeking out uh, right I now. I do. I do um, want I did you to something go on. called the Annapurna Circuit, which is a 12 day hike. Up in the mountains of the Himalayas. It's a, it's a loop. So some people will go and hike to Everest. When you say, when I said stones unturned, I want to one day go do the walk up to, the people will walk up to base camp Everest and they'll either walk in and walk out. It's one way in or out or they'll take a helicopter ride in and walk, either way, one yeah. way or the other. Um, we just decided to do Annapurna because it's a, it's a loop. Okay. So it's a 12 day loop and I, the highest point that we went to, um, it's 17,516 feet. Wow. And so we, we crossed that pass, and uh, at the end, my feet actually bled. Wow. But it was the coolest thing. I, I love that type of thing, and I can't wait to do it again. You know, yeah. like, my life has changed so much. Even going to China with the kids or whatever, I can do that now because so, I couldn't travel all these years really right, so not you're properly. Going, right, but you're going to go to Beijing with the kids? Mm-hmm. And where else? Beijing and Shanghai. and. Shanghai. Um, a couple of cities near Beijing. Right, right. I don't know all it's, the names. We, I was just in Hong Kong, and they asked if we wanted to go to Beijing. Did you perform? And, yeah. <gasps> but, but there was no... So you haven't been to Hong Kong? No. How is that possible? Uh, and uh, so you've been to Japan and Korea. Uh-huh. And um, Tokyo? Did yeah. you go to Tokyo? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. And then... Um, and then... Uh, but no Hong Kong. How about uh, Indonesia? 
Not yet. Me neither. I haven't been a, uh, no. And I studied Southeast Asian studies in college. I went to the so. Philippines for one day. Okay, you were in the Philippines. That's Just for neat. one day, but it was we were supposed to go. They do excellent work with chicken. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so. You're so correct. <laughs> Most cultures do, actually. They actually do, but yeah. uh, but I really do Chicken's enjoy it. It's hard to not be good. Like any kind of chicken dish mm-hmm. is always just... The only, the only uh, real thing that I have against chicken, chicken that you eat out that is a skinless, boneless chicken breast, mm-hmm. that's fine. When you bring it into your own home, bring a chicken into your own home. There's no need to... You cook it. And then take the skin and the bones off after you cook it because it has more flavor. Because all they're doing in the in the restaurant is adding sauces to it to make it taste like something because it's a hockey puck. Right. And so I see what you're saying. So you take the 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 chicken, but it has to have the breast. I like the yeah the, the bone the skin and the skin. And yeah, yeah, because it tastes way better. Yeah, yeah I get it. That's what, that that that's how you should cook chicken if you're going to grill uh, more kinds of chicken on my barbecue on grill. your barbecue grill, which you have. Yes. And uh, sure, I have many chicken recipes. Yeah, there. I need to learn all kinds of fun ways of. I tried. I actually, I actually did a whole chicken. I forgot about this on the grill because a friend of mine said you can stick beer in it. So oh, I the did beer, that. You did a beer can chicken. Yes, and I did this. Like um, I took the chicken. I did a whole chicken on the grill. You I buy forgot a whole about chicken. It. I took a whole chicken and shoved it. It's very. It's very does angry. It feel, does it just does it feel sexual? Yes, and dirty when you stick the beer inside. You just mm, ram it inside the chicken, and then and then I you're having it. a different experience with that chicken yeah. than I am because uh, I <laughs> my mother in law gave me one of those. It's a ceramic thing that you perch the yeah, chicken that's on what top. I have, and you jam the chicken on top of it. Right, but you can also just do beer if you don't have the ceramic thing. Just do a can. You can just do a can of beer, and if you put beer, if you leave beer in it, it seeps through. You can also put like red wine in that in that space. Yes. You can or put, apple juice or apple juice, yep. or you can do a garlic lemon, and it will infuse the chicken it's uh and so you essentially put put the beer can on the um and poke a hole uh in the side of the beer can so that there's uh, oh, that, that, th- there can be some some sort of not in the bottom because then your juices will yeah, uh, uh, weirdo magoo anyway uh so but the uh in the ceramic thing it's set up so that you don't have to worry about it it just sort of uh evaporates into the chicken right but uh with a beer can it's different anyway but so did you do it with a beer can on top of the no, gas I did the, grill? No, I have that thing that you, you have, have that so it kind of sits in a tray, and I right. dropped it on the grill, but I also put mayonnaise all over the outside of the chicken, <laughs> which somebody had recommended. I've never done that before. It was, it's uh, a total... It can't possibly go wrong. It can't go wrong, it, and it came out so good. Right, because it crisps up, and it's just egg whites and and, and, and lemon juice, so uh, yeah, there's not, mayonnaise is a is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it was that, really uh, good. You could, uh, I have, um, you can do that with butter or olive oil as well. So, uh, which also crisp up the skin, but mayonnaise is a hilarious American moment. Isn't and that, I approve yeah, of it. I, and I did it. I yeah. Did it, yeah. And it, it tasted amazing. It came out really good. It was like a really moist, yummy chicken. Now we're talking about my dorkdom, which is chicken, because here's the thing. When you cook a whole chicken, uh, then you have to carve a chicken. Uh-huh. If you buy a chicken cut up, first of all, it cooks faster and, um, you have to, you don't have to carve it. You can, you can just hand someone a piece of chicken. So, uh, so you prefer it cut up, but skin on, but skin and bone in. Yeah, that that is my preference in the world of chicken. Uh, But we have definitely weeded off from the Philippines. (laughs) You just spent one day in the Philippines. Yeah, that was kind of a crazy story. Um, We were going to work in Guam, Mm -hmm. and we had these. Who owns Guam? Do we own Guam? We it's a um, we have bases there. Of course we do. And it's part of America, but it's not. Really, America, right? We don't really. I don't really know how that works. Okay, but it's. I've been there a couple times, actually. I think I've been there three times. Right. I know we have bases all over it, but I. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, good. 
It's really fun. Um, but on our way, we flew through the Philippines, and we were going to fly back home through the Philippines and stay on an island called Boracay. And there were some passport issues with my daughter. I wasn't on top of getting her passport properly squared. But when we landed in the Philippines, um, we ran into an issue. I, I don't I don't fully get it. But basically, I think you're not supposed to fly through country on Philippine Airlines. Or they looked at us and said, we can get money out of them when we got off the plane. Very they, possible. They detained us mm-hmm. and didn't let us fly to Guam. And oh, we, so it wasn't a great experience. No, your it was one day crazy. Hoping, <laughs> but we. I mean, we were going to go back and actually, yeah. spend some time there. It was like but, the typhoon but, kill. It came and killed seventeen thousand people. So yeah. something crazy like that. It was, yeah. So I, yeah, like again, how can I complain? Like typhoons no, no. aren't killing me. Like it's it, life is good. So um, <laughs> yeah. so we got there and it was awful. The kids were exhausted and my soon to be ex was passed out literally passed out in the waiting area and I was trying to juggle two little children for like six hours in the waiting area. It was it was bleak and awful. Oh wait a minute. No I think food. on the episode of the perfect ten you told me this story. Did I? Yes. But about the Philippines and then we about had to the Philippines and Ralphie and it was a disaster. Well, and he was not available. It might not have been the Philippines. It might have been just about any other story in the past five no, no, years. It was the Philippines. Was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I was I'm, say, I'm it sure could other... be really any story that starts out with I was by myself with the kids and he was passed out. But sure. I don't know if that Right. <laughs> it was so the beginning and end of every story. That, at least so, since he got But the sick. Philippines I am so sorry to tell you the Philippines does not count as a country that you have been to. Because I haven't really gotten this right. time. Because I, I want you to ride an elephant or fly on an eagle. Yeah I got okay. I got I had to like <laughs> I had to get in this car with people that I didn't know who they were, and they drove me to this really remote area of the city where I had to bought, purchase flights to get us out of there. It was really crazy. Right. And and I got coughed on and sneezed on, and then we got super sick. Sure. All of us. That'll happen. Yeah. It's a, the thing is, is uh, the world is full of uh, vectors of disease. Yes. Just little vectors of disease are constantly I'm, sneezing and touching each other. Well, that's another thing I geek out on, by the way. I geek out and get fearful so much of the little, like the, the things we don't see that can kill us. That, oh, I wash my hands obsessively. Oh, I, do you? Yes. Okay. I, I don't touch doorknobs. Like I'm weird like that. I'm, I'm building an immune system, so I'm constantly. You're smarter than me. Well, I don't think so, but I just, uh, the thing, I just feel like if I'm killed, uh, that's how I'm going. I can't, I don't think I can stop the tiny, I certainly you can't, can't stop, stop microscopic. No. Yeah, so I'm just gonna, um. But when those like little things pop I'm gonna up flush, on your, oh. here, here's, here's something nobody needs to know. Okay. I flush other people's toilets. Like if they don't flush the toilet in the public room, I'm one of those people that's like, what the fuck is your problem? I and flush, I flush them the too, toilet. but I use my foot. Okay. Well, I flush them with my hand and then I go wash my hands. Yeah, no, I flush, but, I use my foot because I'm, okay. like, I'm not touching it. Okay. But yeah, in public restrooms, like, oh, like that's the thing because it's just, uh, the, the whole germy so thing. So essentially I'm touching where your foot was. Yes. So yeah, you better wash your hands. I don't like touching bathroom doorknobs at right. all. Like that's just because people don't wash their hands. Well, and people leave towels on bathroom doorknobs. They're like, I'm drinking a towel and I'm going to turn this doorknob and then I'm going to leave the towel there. And I'm like, I think that's that's littering. That's rude. (laughs) It feels like littering to me. Yeah, that's rude because then you've got to touch the towel that they had in their hand and who knows the condition of the hand and why do I trust that towel? Exactly. That's where my mind goes. Exactly. The whole thing is just, ugh. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, so what, uh, what, how about, okay, anywhere else, anywhere else in Africa? I want to go to Algeria. Well, Africa, I guess in Africa, the, I, I want guess to go to Egypt Morocco. was the only place. I do too. I I've been, not. I've been to the airport in Ethiopia and, uh, and I said to the, uh, and I've been to, um, Djibouti because of the, the, the air, the air, we have a, though, and I've told this story before, which is when we did the, we did the show in Djibouti and this young Marine came up to us afterwards and he was like, Hey, are you guys coming to Kenya? 
you guys coming to Kenya? And I was like, to my knowledge, we are not going to Kenya. And he said, well, there's only like 50 of us and we're not really there anyway. And I was like, out loud? Shh, winky leaks. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. We're not really there anyway. It's a booty too. You can just say that all day long. Well, I, I, you may insert your own joke yes. uh, because that <laughs> is clearly. But the the thing in Djibouti, they took us to the to you know they took us to the. I was constantly I want I always wanted a cup of coffee, quite honestly. And in Ethiopia, they grow coffee, and I love Ethiopian food. Right, and so, so good. <laughs> I'm I'm an international food traveler. Is Except what I would when like to be. Base, they're not giving you Ethiopian food, are they? No, no. You get uh, you get ice cream cones. Right, and uh, so um, <laughs> we're we're we we didn't go to a base in Ethiopia. We just we flew through Ethiopia and Oman. Um, Twice. No, Ethiopia once. But the layover was so long in Ethiopia that I wanted Ethiopian airport food, but we were just flying through. So we were quarantined in this tiny Aww. glass, you know, plastic bubble, you know, mime. And, uh, and so I said to the soldier guy, I was like, seriously, this is the first time in Ethiopia. Can I just go buy some Ethiopian food across the hall? Cause I could see a restaurant and he looked at me and he was like, yeah, come right back. And so I went and I got some Ethiopian food and I brought it back. And uh, it's pretty great. And Ethiopian Airlines, weirdly enough, serves fish. Gutsy stuff serving fish on an airplane. I was going to say, that, that's kind of good and kind of frightening. Well, if any, if, if anyone has fish, we're all having fish. Yes. Because you're on a tube and someone is cooking fish. Right. And so when they said, would you like chicken, lamb, or fish, I said... Well, clearly I'm going to have fish in any case. I'll have the fish. And it was the shortest flight, but they gave us a full dinner. And Alicia Cooper, she was like, I can't believe you're getting fish. And I was like, you're going to have fish too. And so she did. She ordered, I think she got the chicken or the lamb. That's hilarious. And she was like, yeah, this tastes like fish. (laughs) Well, it is fish. It's just airline fish. Well, it was airline fish, but it everything tastes like fish when you cook fish. Right. (laughs) You're fucked. Yeah. You're having fish. Right. Whether you want it or not. Right. So, so just have fish. Right. So you haven't been to like Morocco or Algeria no, or any of those Northern yet. African ones? I totally want to go to those. Me too. I, I mean, How about I, Spain? Have you been to Spain? I've never been to Spain. I haven't done as much of Europe. I've been to Italy and, uh, cool. and London, England. And right. And then you were- I just went uh, to London uh, last December. So that was oh, wow. cool. Yeah. I took the kids to see some castles and they got to see some torture. Okay. You, know, oh, like you the, go to the Tower of London? Yes. There you go. Yeah, it was awesome. I kicked the step that Anne Boulin was buried under. Oh. Sure, what the heck? I, I was like, hey, wake up. <laughs> no, I don't know what I did, but uh, <laughs> I was, I think I was high. But being a so, history buff, like. It was super fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. And so, so you took the kids to London. Did you get to see the Harry Potter thing? Um, no. Did you, did you, go, you didn't go to, well, they're, they we were went kind to of the Cogswog. The Cogsworth? Uh, uh, Is that what's called? Cogswog? Uh, Hogs. Whatever. No, there's like this area of, of England where it's very, like, where, um, people who live Charing in London Cross. will go there and kind of get away from the city for the weekend. So we, we were there actually for New Year's and we stayed in, we went to stay in like this, um, I haven't watched, I don't watch Downtown Abbey, but it okay. we stayed in a, um, in a hotel that's, I totally right called next it to Downtown there. Abbey, by the way. Is that well, what it is? Downton. What is it called? Downton. Downton Abbey. It's Downton Abbey because oh, they're British. Downton. Uh, <laughs> but I totally called it Downton Abbey for it was- like a year. And I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck you. So what? Anyway. But yeah, no, I mean, that's but a But I know that there's trip. a range. Yeah. So you guys went, so that is a tame trip, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's good to see it, you mm-hmm. know? And then did you take cabs around and see Piccadilly yeah. Circus and yes. go to see stuff? I did and- some stand up too. Oh, where'd you go? Um, just to a couple different 
that'll write that, 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 that creates a write offable ability. Right. So there you go. I didn't even really think about it like that. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of wanted to, for me, cause like I said, this year's Did been you go so up the crazy. store? No, um, I went up at, Oh God, like I did an like angel thing, comedy and I did, I did like four spots in different rooms. Well, that's neat. It was really cool. How long cool. were you there? About a week. Okay. Yeah. You know, for, it was, it was kind of my, my independent, I'm just going to go do something for myself. I, I need to. But you took the kids. I took the kids and. That's not for yourself. That's well, with you and the kids. But the kids are an extension of me at this point. I mean, I don't even know how to not be with the kids. I'm with them all the time, but. And they're good little travelers, but no, I didn't take them to the, to the comedy nights. The comedy night for me was kind of my first opportunity to talk about my life and what had been going on in it in a safe environment where nobody really knew anything about my life. So when I came home, I was like, I can talk about myself comfortably and some of the things that have happened because I did it there and I, you did it there first. I was able to peel back a layer that, that was good. That is otherwise challenging here because it's not. Private. It's been on TMZ, and it's you know what I'm saying yeah. here, but nobody gives a shit there. So yeah, so it was really you just ha- want to do stand up, yes, and you just want to talk about your life without having and and with, without anybody knowing who you're talking about or caring exactly. anything about it, and going, oh man, why is she judging? And you're like, no, no, I'm just trying to talk about my life and not what he's doing right. or his. Jo- he's going to write different jokes, right? I don't want to hear them at this point, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but maybe one day, but, but not today. <laughs> there's something about busting the cherry on. On getting that sort of going on a stage, several stages where nobody, yeah, yeah. So that, so that, so that was UK. When did you go to Italy? Oh, that was that was USO. Oh, that was a USO. Yeah, okay. Was years ago, and it was Karen so- Rontowski did that USO run, I think. Yeah, yeah. So was that where did you did you go to like With- like the did you do the Navy too? It was, it was the show. I think it was just one show. You know, the, you know, the $800 hammer or the $10,000 latrine, you know, no. the military is famous for. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Like a, Going a toilet hammer seats for a million dollars. Yes. I felt like I was that shit box for like a million dollars because they, they paid to fly us to Italy. We flew to Rome and then we went down to, um, I think it was Sardinia. Which is a little island, beautiful. Off of it. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 the, it's what the boots kicking. Yes, yeah. and it's an island where French and Italian people vacation. It's sort of the, it's just gorgeous. It's white sands, white cliffs, beautiful. And we wow. were there for like four days and did one show, and the boat was out. So there was maybe forty people. Oh, and right. It was so. It felt anticlimactic. Well, the show was, but the, the I mean, we basically the vacation, had a vacation was amazing. Yeah, we took a spaghetti boat tour. We ate spaghetti and override on a boat and jump out the. It's <laughs> awesome. It was amazing. I, ju- I dove out of the window of the of the boat into the water and swam to the shore and oh. then swam back out and got on the boat when it was time to leave. Which is insane. Insane and lovely. Insane. It's like one of those weird perks you get as a comic where you're like. Who took me to see the Great Barrier Reef? Because right. I'm doing stand-up comedy in Australia. I haven't been to Australia yet. Oh so, my god! Oh. It was a. I did. A, did you do the festival? I, I did. I did the nine. I did ten weeks in Australia, so I did a nine-week tour of the country. See me? I'm just like. Oh. I know it because I, I know heard it. that's such a fun run. I need I've, to figure out how to get well, on that. Well, I, every year I ask them if I can come back, and every year they say no. Oh. So shit. 2005. All right. So um, let's. But, go. I know it. And uh, so I'm it like was, wagging my tail. I want to go so bad. It was the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and then they do a nine week road tour afterwards and i was the i think the last year that they let anybody do the whole tour because usually you come back an alcoholic <laughs> and uh, luckily i went in an alcoholic so yeah. it was fine and uh but and so the first four weeks were with mostly australian young australian comics and the last four weeks were with uh 
really awesome, like more my age kind of European comics. There was Stuart Lee was from the UK and David O'Doherty was, is from Ireland. And, um, I love it. You see, it changes your whole, like, yeah. take on stand-up too when you get to yeah. hang out with comics from that. Cause the, the, the humor and the timing and like the, uh-huh. oh, it's all, I love that. It's, I, yeah, and, and just to meet different comics that are, that are the top of their game in their countries. Right. Are, are, it's just awesome. And so I had the time of my life, but it was, um, yeah, to be, they, the, this nine week tour, she, the woman who, there was a tour manager. First of all, I would always like a tour manager, please. Guess how long it takes you to get used to a tour manager? One, <laughs> One <time>. minute. <laughs> One minute. Yeah. You're like, and I would also. What for me? Exactly. And I would also like to You stand. need a handler. I need a handler. <laughs> I do. I need somebody to do everything for sure. me. Sure. It'd like, be, it'd be the sweetest life in the world if we each had a handler. Right. Everybody, and, it doesn't matter if you're on tour or anything, just in right. life. Just I need like somebody. you work at Kinko's, what I also need is a handler. handler. <laughs> just just to make sure I'm taken care of all the right. time. Right. All times, and so, but the, um, but they made sure that we did touristy stuff, which is what I like about some of those those the tours and the USO tours or the the I, I do mostly armed forces or I did I haven't done one in years, but not since we were supposed to go to Afghanistan and they killed Bin Laden, and mm-hmm. then instead we went to Africa. So, uh, but the um, the they they plan touristy stuff for you, which is kind of cool because. I want to go places, but I would mostly just sit in my hotel room. Like when I went to Hong Kong, it was 10 days in Hong Kong and I did four shows and then I did two open mics and I did a live dork forest. I had a live episode of this show. Hmm. And, um, luckily, and I didn't make any money because, um, the guy who booked it was like, well, you can make money or you can buy another ticket and bring your husband. And I was like, well, I'll be bringing my husband. Right. And, but if I hadn't brought Andy, uh, I would have sat in my hotel room. I mean, my, Michael Dorcher would have got me out of that hotel room, but we went and saw more Buddhas. I've seen a lot of Buddhas, you guys. I've seen. <laughs> you gotta go see Buddhas. You, there's giant Buddhas, there's tiny Buddhas, there's Buddhas in a row. Right. Uh, and then <laughs> there was a lot of Chinese food, a lot of Chinese food. It was wonderful. Nice. And, but Hong Kong is actually much Lots like. Lots of chicken. A lot of chicken. Yeah. But it looked like, um, it was essentially like New York. It was, it was the most, it was the least foreign, foreign country I've ever been in, Hong Kong. It was like being inside a bank at all times. And, um, if they didn't speak English, they quickly found someone who would. And it was very, cause it was a British, um, right. colony for so long. And you can get by with English almost everywhere. That's the kind of sad in some ways. Right. Yeah. Cause I would, We've taken I would over- like to try. Yeah. Have you been to France? Uh, no. I have never I been know. to France I've either. I've seen France from, a distance, Italy, yeah, but yeah. Ta-da! Looked at it. Yeah, from Germany. I, what's that? I think, Germany for I've been to troops. Germany. Yeah, yeah. We went to Germany for yeah for USO, which um, was funny. The funny story about that is that um, <laughs> we had to do we did a show, and apparently you can't mention the Holocaust when you're performing in front of. I didn't know. I was really young in comedy. That's too. weird. They yeah. mentioned the Holocaust. I made a reference to having gone to Dachau earlier in the yeah. day because we showed we got and I did some sort of. Like we rode the train to Dachau. I, I don't remember. It's so stupid. Like six million right. served. Like, yeah, right, right. It's like a McDonald's reference. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it didn't, it wasn't well received by the, no. the higher ups in the, I, I don't know. I did a couple of things, but it funny to me. Sure. <laughs> Which is, I think what comedy is about. Well, you drop a Jew in Germany and then you go do a show after visiting Dachau. Right. You kind of have to acknowledge it. That's my thought. You know, uh, I don't know if you know Hannes Finney. He's a comic that I started with in, uh, in Wisconsin. He's a, he does a lot of, uh, he, they have a podcast. Uh, he has a podcast called Storytime where you get to tell stories. Um, and 
Hannes's mother was in Hitler Youth. When what? she was nine. Wow. Yeah, she was, uh, she was made to join. Right. And I used to She's do She's nine. Job. Right, she was nine. And Hannes and I dated back in 83, 84 when I first started doing stand-up comedy. He was my first boyfriend. He was a comic. And, uh, I used to do a joke about how, uh, she was nine and, um, but I met her though. So I think she wanted to join. And, uh, cause she was, uh, she was a very intense woman, but she passed away and he is doing these jokes. She passed away in Germany. And he tells this story about, and he's got a bunch of jokes about it, but the only one I remember offhand is HannesFinney.com, you guys, PH, story time, go listen to it. But, uh, is that, is that he, her, his mother wanted to be cremated. But to be cremated in Germany is actually takes a great deal of paperwork and six weeks. And he said he was so close to saying to the doctor, you would think with your experience that you could have Somehow expedited pick this. That. Yeah, you can expedite yeah. this. And he's got other punchlines. But I was like, holy shit, that's dark. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I hope it's well received. <laughs> I don't know how well received it is. So you're going to Beijing for 10 days with the children. We're, we're at an hour, by the way. Oh, oh my God. That was the we, best hour ever. Because right, and we out. haven't, right, right. We haven't even, uh, so, and you want to go to Northern Africa. I want to do that. And yeah, I mean, probably the, most, I'll say this as, as a, in the end, the craziest place I ever got to go and perform was in Iraq. Cause we right. were, we went in short, we were like some of the first comedians to get to go in and we got to fly around in Black Hawks. Right. We actually dodged an RPG missile in our Black Hawk. Wow. Yeah. Intense. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was RPG missile fire every yeah. night mm-hmm. and I got to perform on the footsteps of Saddam Hussein's palace in Baghdad. Right. And look out. And watched the sunset while I was on stage in front of a sea of about 2,000, 20, maybe 3,000, yeah. somewhere between their military personnel, all in uniform. Yeah. And it had to have been one of the most incredible, I, it just was, it was just incredible. Got to swim in Saddam Hussein's pool. Right. And sleep in the ca- in the palace. Right. And sit in the chair that says death to the Jews and all that stuff. Like it. Nice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I, I used the golden toilet. Mm-hmm. Sure. To sit on that. So I stayed in his guest house. So uh in I in in whatever Camp Victory. It was Camp Victory, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you've been there. Isn't that amazing? It's like it was yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. And it was um we stayed in his guest house, which half of the things in it were real. Like the parquet floors. Right. And there was beautiful, like real marble stuff, and then the chandeliers were made out of plastic. Be like if you had given my grandmother a billion dollars. Well, is it because they took the real chandelier and somebody had to put something up? Because they, the whole place got ransacked. It got ransacked, but I don't think they would have gone with a plastic chandelier. They would have gone with just a light bulb with because light bulb, yeah. they're a bunch of soldiers. Right. So, but it so was. So that was the original chandelier. Yeah, that was the original chandelier. Which is good because nobody was going to take that then when the right. place was right. and, raided. And, and the, the golden, the golden fixtures were gold paint in, in the guest house, not in the palace. Ah. So, you know. So nobody took them. Nobody took them. And nobody, uh, the parquet floor was gorgeous though. And then, um, what was, what was the, the most horrible thing of the many things that were horrible about Saddam Hussein. And it is, uh, this is not to justify the 100,000 Iraqis that have been killed, but the most horrible thing that he, around his guest house, he had different 
like follies, right? Like different, like, uh, things that were built that he could look at from his mm. guest house. One of them was a mother-in-law house and another one was a whorehouse, uh, that he had children in that he could screw. Uh, because if it's surrounded by water, he had a belief that uh, God couldn't see him. Anyway, he was a little out of his banana head. Anyway, so, uh, but the water that this, that this lake was in, in Iraq was drinking water that he diverted from the people of Iraq. And so one of the first things the soldiers did were like, Hey, did you guys want your water back? And so they, they mostly drained it. And so it was a lot lower. And it was, so it was just sort of this shallowy kind of, and you could still go fishing because there were fish the size of, but they returned most of the drinking water to the people of Iraq. So it was, I was like, who the fuck steals the drinking water in a desert? Yeah, you took the water. Dude, yeah, that's, you're a dick. That's one of the most horrifying yeah. things. And like granted, it doesn't get more. You don't, you can't get more. The screwing of children, that's yeah. pretty horrible. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is the drinking water affects not just children, but all, but everybody. So he had like a, a special house for like a fuck pad on his property. Yes, but it was like it was for uh, it was for supposedly girls that were eleven to fourteen. Oh. Yeah, so. Uh, cheerful, cheerful end to the dork forest. <laughs> Yay! So, I always like to end on a little molestation. And I think feels better. Than, well, have you? You went to Saudi Arabia, I bet too, right? I have not been there yet. Oh no. well, let me tell you, downtown Saudi Arabia has an Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think they're everywhere. <laughs> they I watched are. the sunset over the pyramids from a um, Pizza Hut. That actually, we're going to close on that. Yeah, because I don't mind that. that. I don't mind that. Thought. Yeah, because so, Pizza Hut. Yeah. I don't actually mind Pizza Hut. Yeah, you can sit in a Pizza Hut and watch the sunset behind the pyramids. I want to just go for a freaking day trip, because uh, yeah. uh, and then have pizza. Hey, uh, Lana Turner. It is at L A H N A Turner T U R N E R uh, on Instagram and Twitter and and all the things. And it's yeah. LanaTurner.com, which has your dates for you to do stand up in. September, you're going to be putting out Limeade, which is a series of uh, videos that will be one big video uh-huh. that is sort of like lemonade. And you have a great on all things comedy, allthingscomedy.com, you guys. All things comedy. We both have a podcast <laughs> on all things comedy, and her podcast is called Perfect Ten. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, thank you. That was really fun. Excellent. And Rangers, you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?